0: When George Met Anita Bradford, 1968 To the Black Diamond Nightclub On the corner of Manchester Road and Croft Street You bring a silent, predatory style To salt this razor-sharp scene In your smooth blue suit gabardine material after a short evening shower slightly speckled charms your sinewy bones to the black diamond nightclub with bones jangling you come with a friend hugging the corner you rearrange your full pink skirt shot through with speckles of silver thread you bring A certain kind of freshness to the material of this place, a quality that irritates other women, like grains of salt. The Black Diamond nightclub isn't worth salt, around for years, with its chipped tables and bony stools, pulling in punters with thumping bass and seamless vibes, material Heard nowhere else by the coloured crown, Entwining bodies in corners, accepting what small pleasures it brings. The spinning glass ball throws out lights in speckles. Across the darkened room, you see each other. See each other speckles of light fizzing like stars in the cool night sky. Salty beads of anticipation coat your top lip, bringing goosebumps to your flesh and a weakness to the bone. You look again at the corner of your eye, longer this time, experiencing the feel of material. Just as buds are blossoming, this is movie material. It's love at first sight, not on the grey speckled screen, but playing out in real life in a small corner of this city, which built its wealth on salt mines, deep white seams like bones. You move from your side of the room, not sure what this will bring, to the Black Diamond nightclub. You bring... No expectations as they are immaterial. But tonight, as you two talk, the core of your bones sing. In a short time, you write letters, speckles of confetti, as white as salt as your heart, once a cage in search of a bird, is cornered. So, the poem, When George Met Anita, Bradford, 1968, was taken from my first full collection called Family Album. 2011, I think, Flambard Press, no longer in print, but the George and Anita in that poem are my parents. And they met in the March. 1968 got engaged in the June 1968 and then married in the September of 1968 and as I say um, within the poem I definitely love at first sight and yeah George and Anita Mack were my parents and maybe I put them on a pedestal but The love I saw between them, what they had for each other, I wanted for myself. That little girl subconsciously saw that love and knew it existed and wanted it for herself. She deserved it. This kind of love between my mum and dad was a partnership. And I might have told this story before, but when I was three months old, my dad was diagnosed with leukemia and given only six months to live. But he lived for a further nine years. And he must have said to my mum, she told us after he died, that he was able to stay alive so long after that diagnosis because of the love of a good woman, that woman, my mum. So yeah, so when he was diagnosed with leukemia, they reversed roles. My mum went out and held down three jobs while he stayed home and looked after us. He did the work in the house, the cooking, the cleaning, the combing of our hair, which I've mentioned before but they worked it out together. I mean, we weren't rich, but you could see that there was give and take, compromise, but love, so much love, that they could only, you know, they just looked at each other and they didn't have to say anything. It said so much. So, when I say that I, saw this love and I wanted this love and I thought I had found that love. Now I haven't really talked much about the breakdown of my marriage, the separation, the coming divorce and that's out of respect because it's not just me in that story, there's others in that story and it would be disrespectful to share that within a public realm like this podcast um i would like to say like when i went into that marriage i made that commitment you know in sickness and health and all that jazz and um i know now that i am on that grieving grieving to healing journey as remember, this is all about my healing, this little mini-series. Okay, I'm grieving the idea of losing my best friend. Because that's all, what my husband was. But I'm also grieving all those lost, lost events or opportunities or memory-making experiences that were going to be in the past. I mean, not in the past, in the future, excuse me, in the future, because that's, you know, when you make that commitment and you're in a marriage, you know, call it complacent, (laughs) call it maybe taking things for granted, but you are, there is that expectation that you're gonna grow old with this person, that you're gonna, you're gonna have a future together, because that's the whole point of being together that you're spending that time together in the now, and then there's the future times. So, there has to be a grieving process for those times that were yet to come, which are gone, which have been lost. So, after the breakdown of my marriage and separation, which is just over two years now. I don't know, I made that commitment to myself that I was gonna spend time alone, spend my time working on myself, healing, getting through over, around the, the breakdown of major relationship in my life. And of course we've got kids and it was a case of like, I'm gonna focus on Miss Ella. And that's what I have been doing. But I realise now, love is very much a healing resource. And I'm sure I've talked about it here before, but love is the most powerful energy there is in this world. And it is. It's my driving force. I do everything from love. It has to be from love. Because of... The shit <laughs> that a black woman experiences going through white supremacy culture. There's anger, there's shame, there's frustration, there's hate that can consume you, can take over you, can change you and poison you. And I don't, I, I, yeah, I've got all those, but I choose to transform and tr- transmute that energy into love energy and send it out into the world because that makes me feel so much better. I'd rather be walking through this world with a smile on my face, an inner smile as well, not just that outer smile, because I'm using that love um, or channeling that love. So it's definitely high up there within this healing process, love. And um, I was listening to a podcast recently called Software, Software, as in um, question mark there, and it's by um, Yana Zayer, who's um, the creator of Cedar School about coding learning a code from with a black feminist perspective in there um something that i'm exploring just you know tentatively at the moment but in this podcast um, episode ayana was saying that healing uh, when you're on this healing journey it's all right doing it alone you have to do it alone but It's when you actually start going in relationship with others that you actually can see the results of this healing, continue this healing process, maybe put some of this healing um, that you've been doing to the test because it's in um, relationship with others, in receiving love and care in that relationship that your healing goes to another level and continues. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, it was just, um, it's so landed with me. It's that idea that I'm alone, I'm healing, um, and then being in relationship with others is actually expanding that healing. And it's showing me that we are all worthy of love. We are all worthy of care. We are all worthy of possibilities. And that's what Ayanna I- was saying in that podcast. And when, when I heard this, I was like, yes, yes. Um, and I'm a woman with so much love to give. And I can feel that when I'm with someone who also has a lot of love to give, that we can actually be healing each other in that love and care that we give to each other. And I just think that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. And as I said, this healing journey is not linear. Is a lifelong adventure. <laughs> yeah, adventure. And um, I'm hopeful that this healing journey will be fueled with more and more love. Love for myself and love that I am open to receive from others loving me because it really begs repeating we are worthy of possibilities we are worthy of care and we are worthy of love been listening to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sheree Mack. Thank you for being with us. If you'd like to leave a review, any stars, any comments, all are welcome. Thanks again. Bye for now. Take care.